Welcome everybody to Common Sense Christianity. Today we are continuing with the uh, teleological argument. We talked a bit more about the Coulomb cosmological argument last time, if I if I am correct. If not, then oh, oh well. We're talking about DNA de design and basically the signature in the cell, which is actually a book by Stephen Mayer, but I haven't read it. Uh, and I, I don't plan to uh, for no reason. It, it's just not something that I plan to read. But it, but we are discussing how DNA in each of our individual cells proves that there is an ultimate coder, a coder that designed life itself based on the irrefutable complexity of our DNA. So let us begin. Stephen Mayer in his book, uh, Signature in the Cell, says this, and he's responding to an objection by Hume. Hume's objections to the classical design argument fail to refute the argument of this book for several reasons. First, we know now know that organisms come from organisms because organisms possess information-rich macromolecules and complex information-rich systems for processing and replicating the information stored in those molecules. Thus, Hume's argument that uniform experience suggests that organisms necessarily arise from an infinite regress of pri uh, pri primeval uh, organisms or an eternally self-existent one fails. And I'm going to stop right there, then we'll continue reading. So if we look at the theory of evolution, which I believe Stephen Mayer does not agree with, but we're going to use this quote anyways for my case personally. If we are talking about an infinite regress of organisms, sure thing. We can say that organisms, their, their DNA develops, but it's based off of a basic structure, a basic DNA structure that evolves and changes over time and branches out into Darwin's tree of life. That I totally agree with. But the issue is here is that when you start from that basic starting point, there is one set of genetic code that you have to begin with that is irrefutably complex to begin with. It's DNA. And DNA is complex in and of itself. I looked up really quickly what causes genetic disorders, genome.gov is my source here. And I'm just going to uh, read this really quickly. And we all know what causes them, but I'm going to make a case right here really quickly before we continue on with the quote. Genetic disorders can be caused by a mutation in one gene, monogenic disorder, by mutations in multiple genes, multifractural inheritance disorder, or by a combination of gene mutations and environmental factors. This one gene, it takes to mess you up. In other words, let's see how big our DNA is. And I realize that genes and DNA aren't necessarily the same thing. Genes are a part of the DNA, but only a small portion of it. I know that I've taken a biology class <laughs> um, from Ancestry.com. And I've made this case before. It's in, it's in the beginning of my book, actually, whenever it comes out. Uh, your DNA... If it was stretched completely out, uh, every DNA strand in your body would stretch from the Earth and the sun back 600 times. If unwound and linked together, the strands of DNA in each of your cells would be six feet long. In each of your cells, in the nucleus, to give you perspective, if you were to have 10,000 nuclei, you could barely fit them on the head of a pen. That's how small a nucleus is. Now, six feet long of DNA is wrapped up in there with different genetic processes or, or different uh, processes in general to unravel that DNA, to figure out the information and the coding capabilities of that DNA. And, and also you have to realize whenever you deal with um, 
uh, with cell replication, you have to replicate that over and over and over again. And there's processes such as protein synthesis and all, all sorts of things that work together just, just in this one process. Oh, out of the thousands of processes that go into your cell in general, that is the basic building block of life, the cell, the smallest living organism, is irrefutably complex at life's simplest level. And then these cells gather together and they they make they make organs, they make tissues, they make they make whole organisms. Basic biology. I'm trying to make this difficult for you guys to understand because it is difficult to understand. Continuing on, with 100 trillion cells in the average human body, that means if your DNA were put end to end, it would stretch over 110 billion miles. That's a hundred. That's hundreds of round trips to the sun. To give you perspective, the sun is 93 million miles away from us here on Earth. 93 million miles. That is an, a ridiculous amount to think of. And within each human being, our DNA, if it was uh, taken out, could stretch there and back hundreds of times. And you want to tell me that this was the cause of unguided processes. And it would be different. If we could prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the first cell, or cells in general, were formed by a very simple process and have very simple mechanisms, I could believe that and believe that we all evolved and things got more complex over time. But every shred of scientific evidence suggests that we started off with a complex working uh, cell. Not a eukaryotic cell, it's the other type. I, for I forgot what it was. But the DNA is basically just floating around in there. There's no nucleus. But the DNA is still used to produce the cell. And it is still complex to our human brains. So we would have to ask ourselves the question, how did the first DNA develop? And you also have to deal with the RNA. Now, the question would be, will there be scientific explanation for this? No doubt there will be. But the the unlikelihood of it leads me to believe that a designer had to have influenced it. Let's continue on with the quote. Repeated experience about the origin of information-rich systems suggests two possibilities, not one. Either information-rich systems arrive from pre-existing systems of information via a mechanism of replication, or information-rich systems arise from minds. We have repeated experiences of both. Even so, our experience also affirms, based on cases in which we know the cause of such systems, that systems capable of copying and processing other information ultimately arise from intelligent design. After all, the computer hardware that can copy and process information and software originated in the mind of an engineer. Now look, once again, I believe in the theory of evolution, macroevolution, the full thing. But it is ridiculous, and it is intellectually irresponsible for me to claim that some irrelevant pool 3.5 billion years ago that was in the middle of a very desolate, a very hot, and very unhabitable earth, somehow, some way, the proteins that require DNA in the first place to be able to form 
Somehow those proteins that have no origin in and of themselves came together and made the first DNA. And then for some reason they came together and made the first life. Does that make sense to anyone? Does it make sense? That is a simple question. It is utterly ridiculous. Utterly ridiculous. And when I say atheist, when they go down this rabbit hole, are, are idiotic for doing so. I mean it sincerely. I forgot, a couple weeks ago, we had a review on the podcast. I don't think I ever got to it. If I did, I'll just read it again. Let me find my podcast real quick and scroll down to it. Um, so, someone writes, very surprised, as is his title. Listen to the interview with a young Mormon. There's a lot of production value, but the interview was very uh, informative. Host is very knowledgeable and kind. Keep it up. Well, thank you, my friend. I, I will try and keep it up. And we'll try to get more production value on here. Uh, th this podcast, I do everything for free. It's not anything advanced. Um, I, th I thank God for it. I thank God for everything. And he's blessed me. He's blessed me with the ability to do this. Guys, we are trying to grow the ministry, trying to reach more people with the truth and the gospel of Christ Jesus. So be sure to share this episode and always question everything and spread the true gospel to all creation uh, and continue growing the kingdom of God, which is here on earth now in our hearts and in our minds. We will see you here Wednesday. This is Common Sense Christianity.